Week two is in the books with week three on deck. One more week till the rugged 7A West Conference schedule starts. We'll break it down on this week's Prep Rally. You're listening to the Prep Rally Podcast. Now here's your host, Graham Thomas. Welcome to the Prep Rally Podcast, sponsored by West Termite Pest and Lawn. I'm Graham Thomas with the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. I'm joined in the studio with NWA Democrat Gazette sports reporter Rick Fires. Leland Barclay joins us from the River Valley. Guys, you know, I said it in the opening. Uh, we've got another week, one, just one more week to go. It's almost like the start of SEC play. But, yeah. uh, you know, 7A West play will we'll kick off next week. Some conferences around the state have already started. But that's the one I think everybody's really waiting on. And we got some – some really fun things to talk about, but that's all next week. We got just got to get through this week first, um, and so uh, it's you know it's kind of a light week um, on the schedule this week. But I th- week, I think even I mean uh, we got to be honest with people listening. This is a they should change this to week as W E A K because it's become a thing now. A lot of the schools like to have the week off before conference. That's understandable. Just makes it a little bit tougher for the fans, a little bit tougher for for us. Normally, we got a smorgasbord of game. We can't even get to enough games, and now we're str- struggling to find some good games to go to this week. Well, and Leland, I mean, you know, we, you and I, have been kind of examining the the September fifteenth night since about July. I think. Well, what are we going to do? You know. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny. I guess this is probably the fourth year of inserting the week zero into mm-hmm. the schedule i think maybe week maybe year five but anyway i remember when they passed that um i was at the all-star game that summer before that going into it and i talked to several coaches to do a story on how they were going to approach this uh having a week off and almost across the board the coaches said that they might take week one or week two off, but they did not want to go into conference play off an open week. So they wanted to play weeks maybe one, zero and one and three or zero, two and three, but almost across the board, they did not want to have an open week going into conference play. And now four or five years later into it, now it's changed. It's, it's flipped almost entirely the other direction in that they've got three conference games under their belts. They can go back and analyze things. Uh, like Southside yesterday kind of took the day off, just lifted weights, looked at mm-hmm. some film, yep. uh, because, you know, they're open on Friday. And so now teams are almost across the board taking this week off to get ready for conference games. Yeah, and, you know, some some teams have some weird – things on their schedule like i'll give you an example for asylum springs they don't get their off week i think until the week before their last game so they've got to go you know eight or nine weeks in a row wow. which used to be kind of regular now but so anyway um we we've got just a i say a handful of games we've got a little more than a handful but but um, you know, and a lot of them are on the road, and a lot of them are quite a ways away. So, mm-hmm. uh, but before we get into what we got for this week, let's take a look back at last week, and and uh, we'll kind of start. I'll start us off here. Uh, Rogers Mounties uh, are at we're at Farmington. They win thirty eight to three. It was a closer game for a long time. Um, Rogers, uh, 
you know, Dane Williams uh, had to go out of the game for a little bit and um, was hurt. Uh, I don't know if it was an ankle or a knee or whatever, but he eventually came back in, and the Mounties were really, really sloppy for a long time, cleaned things up, and then pulled away from a, from a tough Farmington team. But they're now 3-0. and And so now, you know, Southside wins wins that win, as fun as that is to say. Uh, but now we've got this looming showdown for – and on September 22nd, out Southside, Leland, and um, huge. That's going to be a, a fun night because you know both those teams are off now. They're both three and zero. They're both off this week, and um, not to jump ahead to next week's show, but uh, that's kind of you know what everybody was pointing to after the Rogers game last week for sure. Well, you said it's you know we don't want to jump ahead. You know I think we jumped ahead probably back during the middle of the summer looking at that week because that's going to be a huge game uh you know for both of those teams because you know when you when we look at the 7a west and you know we talked about how we're anxious for the 7a west to start i think after bryant's loss to parkview last week now maybe the entire class 7a is open uh for uh you know for a for a nice run there so the 7a west you know bentonville and fayetteville have looked very good and we'd have to say at this point, they're probably the favorites uh, at this point. And that's why that game, Rodgers and Southside both being 3-0, and and we thought there was a really good chance they were going to be 3-0 and going into that game. And sure enough, they are. And it's not only are they 3-0, and but I, for the most part, uh, they've looked good doing it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a, that's a huge game. And they're, uh, they both have an extra week to prepare for it. So that's going to be real interesting. You know, Fayetteville thoroughly dismantled Northside uh, last week. They're 3 and 2 and uh, I believe there we're going to open up conference play at Bentonville West next mm-hmm. week, and that'll that'll be another big one. Yeah, uh, probably West came back with a win, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that will be just a, you know another exciting game to look forward to next week. But they're but again, they're off this week. They've got their off week and. Um, but a very impressive win. Our, our own Walter Woody was there, and um, you know, just I, I, I really, truly, in my heart, believe Northside's better than what they've been the last couple of weeks. Just you know, they've they've had some injuries. They're trying to sort some turnovers. things out and turnovers. turnovers. Wow, and, my goodness! You know, it kind of it kind of snowball on you. Uh, in the five A West, uh, Shiloh Christian had a really big win. Um, against Victory Christian at Champion Stadium last week. P. Ridge made it to 3-0. and Harrison had a big home win, big bounce back at Harrison over Batesville, 55-10. to uh, Alma won 35-0 at, um, at Pryor, Oklahoma, made the trip up there for that. Prairie Grove beat Gravit. They're 2-0, and and they, but they do play this week on the road at Metro Christian. So that 5A West is kind of shaping up there, Leland, is to, there's some there's – some, a lot of good football teams in that conference, I think, but only four of them are going to get to go to the playoffs. So only, yeah, only four of the eight, which means there's going to be some really good teams that's going to be left out. And I know it's it's well, it's probably way too early to start tiebreakers, but you know that that could be a big part of the five A West. Yep. Hey, uh, um, I saw I went to that scrimmage, P Ridge at Elkins, mm-hmm. and. Elkins just dominated that, you know, they're a fourth. And and I was trying to, somebody was getting all hyped. I said, man, just calm down. It's just a scrimmage. Doesn't mean a lot. <laughs> yep. And P. Ridge really didn't look very, very good at all. 
of, co of course, Elkins are going to be really good. They're going to be one of the top contenders as they go on. But, man, that staff got back together again and went over there and then changed some things, and here they are at 3-0. I never would believe it. I would have believed 2-1, and one, but 3-0. and oh, So good job by those guys up there at Pea Ridge. Let me give a shout-out to Coach Keelan and the boys over at Harrison, too. You know, um, I think they're a pretty good football team. I know they lost a, a disappointment to Mountain Home a couple weeks ago, and otherwise they'd be 3-0. and But, um, you know, that – that, that says a lot, a, lot, a lot about the Goblins' character over there to yeah. bounce back and get a big win. And, you know, they, they kind of think of themselves as a contender in that 5A West. And then, then there's Shiloh. You know, they've had some adversity with Bo Williams. I tell you what, another big night. He could have been our player of the week again, Again, Rick. absolutely, easily. And so, they, you know, they, they have a big win. They're going to have a tough one this week at Lincoln Christian in uh, the Tulsa area. So uh, let's move on down to the River Valley, Leland, and you'll you'll start us off here. You were at the Franklin County Feud. Absolutely. Big rivalry game, uh, Charleston and Ozark. Ozark scored twice early, took advantage of a, uh, of a uh, fumble on a kickoff, made it 14 to nothing real quick. Then Charleston held them five straight possessions, made it 14 to seven. And then Ozark scored uh, twice in the fourth quarter, including kind of an odd combination uh, between a backup quarterback and a receiver who is usually a blocking back that they say never, ever catches the ball in practice. And he caught a 36-yard touchdown mm -hmm. pass, and Ozark uh, put it away 28-7. to Yeah, and, you know, Charleston, boy, they're going to have a tough one this week. They go to Nashville. Um, and it's very possible they could be 0-3, but I, I kind of feel like, you know, they're, they're going to get better. They're going to get into conference play. And, you know, we're, we, we haven't seen the last of the Charleston Tigers. Um, well, they, they start, you know, they start a young team, including a sophomore quarterback. Um, you know, and it was funny. I talked to Coach Ricky May and, and Doc Crowley back during the summer, and they talked to each other. And they were kind of, I guess, sort of laughing about the fact that, uh, they were looking at their schedules and thinking that they mo both may be 0-3 at the bottom of the conference standings going into conference play. Now, Boonville did beat Ozark, right. so, uh, but now they've got to go to Harding <clears throat> Academy. Charleston has to go to Nashville, so they could be 0-3 and 1-2, and and respectively, going into conference play. Well, that's a great segue into Boonville. You know, they, they really played a tough Camden-Fairview team uh, in Week 2 at Boonville and uh, didn't defeat – did not defeat Fairview, but really played them tough. And you gotta give them credit for playing a quality team like that. Oh yeah, With speed well, like that from I, South Arkansas. Wow. Well, and I I'd heard a story. Of course, I think their offensive line averaged two seventy five or two eighty across the front. High and somebody school. told wow. me this week that they went at a team camp that uh, that Camden Fairview went to at I think it was UA Monticello that they their entire offensive line was offered scholarships my goodness <laughs> whoo man well you got to have the big old uglies up front we well, know about that you know i, I always Bo williams he tells you all the time about his offensive line yes sir how about greenwood man uh you know all this noise about you know rick you had it in your picks all this all this thunder coming out of mountain home two straight weeks of 500 yards of offense and greenwood lays the hammer down on the bombers and you know, and they had 600-something yards of offense. But what's really impressive to me and sticks out, and we've talked about it 
on more than one occasion on this podcast is that Greenwood defense, man, they only gave up like 160 yards total, and 130 of that was in the first half. So, uh, you know, Greenwood, how about it? Yeah, I, I go from Mountain Home, man. They, they got some reality, a dose of reality. But I hope they're not too discouraged because Greenwood, well, what's that song? We're a, we're a, I'm a football town. We're a football yeah. town. They are, and uh, they got a dose of reality. So they're not as good as they thought they were, but they can't be as bad they played last week. So I hope that Mountain Home bounce back. But Greenwood, Pulaski Academy, you're talking about can't wait to a conference play. You know, all, all those big teams start meeting each other. Wow. Yeah, I'll save my Greenwood stuff for the uh, okay. for the uh, Under, understood give me five oh, yeah, or okay. the five top five. Uh, what top five? Because the the defensive, you know, I love to sink my teeth in the stats. I know Rick's not a stat guy, but I love him, and I think a lot of times, man, you can just sink your teeth into some stats and find some really good stuff. We'll look forward to that later on in the show. One more, one more item of note out of the River Valley Leland. I mean, you know, Southside goes on the road and gets a um, gets a, a dominant win at win, and uh, you know, I, I don't know, don't know what you've heard from the Southside folks on that one just yet. Maybe you've got that little uh, coming for later too. But um, I, I thought Southside would go on the road and, and dominate that one. I thought they'd win at win. Uh, but I, I really, I was surprised that it was a mercy rule because, you know, Wynn scored 72 points on them last year and Wynn can run the football and they did some on Friday night, but yes, Southside dominated that one, went up 35 to nothing in the third quarter and, uh, started the clock running early and got on the bus early. All right. Well, um, We'll move on into this week's schedule, and uh, we'll we'll talk about just a few of the games that we that we're we're looking at. Uh, our game of the week is going to be Kansas City Rockhurst at Bentonville, and you know Rick, you and I are planning on being there for that yeah, one. Yeah, love it. Um, you know, th- this is kind of a uh, it's a matchup we've seen before over the years. You know, uh, I, shoot, I remember when uh, when I was covering Bentonville in the late two thousands, Coach Lunny was still there. You know, they were playing guys like Huntsville and Nettleton, their non-conference schedule, and, and Coach Lunny was kind of resigning to the fact that he was going to have to go out of state to, to get some really good quality non-conference. And then, you know, then they started playing, uh, you know, Texas High, and they, they, they played a Euless Trinity out of Texas. And, you know, they, they played these, these other teams, and Rockhurst was one of them that they kind of picked up. So this will be the 10th meeting between Rockhurst and Bentonville. Um, Bentonville has won uh, six of the previous nine wins, including two straight, I believe. And, you know, they're going to face – the Tigers are going to face a pretty good Rockhurst team uh, that has got some players on them. Uh, I think that's Coach Lund. When I was uh, covering the, for the Southwest Times record, the newspaper down there in Fort Smith years and years ago, Lunny always wanted to go play. He was one of the first ones wanting to go play them Tulsa area teams to test yeah. his team before they got in conference play. And and Rock, he's continued it with Rockhurst when he's at, at Bentonville and some other. I think they played a team out of New Jersey a few few years ago. So a lot of teams are taking off. But you know who's not taking off? Them Bentonville Tigers. And that's a going to be a great game i've been to rockhurst it's just on the kansas a missouri border it's a private school got a lot of history there's some guys in an nfl that came out of rockhurst so uh really looking forward to that on friday night 
Yeah, and you know, Coach Grant uh, kind of shared with me that they don't have this game locked up for next year, so we don't know if it'll continue or not. Maybe I think both teams they like playing it because they both had some success in it. We'll just see what happens. Yeah, work uh, it out. Play uh, meet halfway at uh, Noble, Missouri, <laughs> or something. Springdale Harbor is going to host Mustang, Oklahoma, and we'd like to see a bounce back from Harbor. They had a tough loss with at Bixby, Oklahoma, had a week off. Yep. And, um, you know, like to see uh, see what happens there. Uh, Van Buren going to Greenbrier. This is an exciting one. Conference. Both, you know, the, the, the pointers are, um, you know, they're, they're coming off of a, you know, they, they were off last week, right, Leland? Yes. Yeah, this is a um... – you know, this is the last year of the 19-team Class 6A uh, classification. Mm -hmm. So, uh, because, you know, six of the nine schools in the 6A West will make the playoffs. So, normally they'd be looking at, you know, finishing in the top six of eight. Well, now it's six of nine. So, that that's three teams that will not make the playoffs. So, kind of looks at Greenwood, Little Rock Christian, and Pulaski Academy as the top three in that conference. Mm -hmm. Well, that means everybody else is fighting it out, fighting it out for the other three. So, you know, like just like the Rogers Southside game, Van Buren going to Greenbrier, that's a big game for them too. Well, Greenbrier, you saw them last I week. I saw them Rick. last week. They're they're very, you know, they got a veteran coach over there and uh Randy Tribble and they got off the good start. I, I love the teams that make these long, long trips, and sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, just kind of uh, a little stagnant when you get off the bus and start stretching and everything. Oh, my God. But not Greenberg. They went zoom, zoom, zoom down the field, <laughs> took the big lead uh, to Asylum's credit, came back on them a little bit, but uh, uh, Greenbrier just too too much of them. They, got, they alternate the quarterbacks. They got two quarterbacks there and uh, got some running backs. So, uh, Van Buren, you better get ready for them. One well, game. Greenbrier put up 50 in that game. And, you know, one of the yep. things I always love to look at on the stats, you know, is how balanced teams are. And Greenbrier ran for 217 and passed for 288 with two different quarterbacks doing it. So anytime a team can go 200-200, uh, that means some balance. They ran for four touchdowns. They threw for three. Uh, so you're exactly right. 60 offensive plays, 505 yards of offense for Greenbrier last week against Siloam Springs. How about this one? Uh, I know Leland, or sorry, not Leland. Well, I'm sure Leland be excited about it too, but I know Henry Apple is very excited to be going to Shiloh Christian at Lincoln Christian on Friday night in Tulsa. Um, Shiloh looks like they're the real deal now. Uh, they, they, they're 2-0. and uh, They're going to play the number seven team in Oklahoma. So that'll be a real showdown over there. Especially with a freshman quarterback, is he back? Or is no, he... he's 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 hurt. They oh, had another guy. I think a sophomore, maybe or. I... Well, they got so just as long as they got Bo Williams and that <laughs> offensive line up there, and they got other players. So, uh, you know, you just never the changes happen at some schools, and but Shiloh just keeps rolling on. Yep. Uh, we've got two more games we want to talk about uh, on this week's schedule. Uh, one. Uh, I know I'd love to be there for it. Boonville at Harding Academy, uh, Leland. That that's a you you saw that game last year, didn't you? Yes. Uh, you know, I mostly went. One of the biggest reasons why I wanted to go last year, uh, just to watch the Harding Academy kicker, uh, yeah. which you know, Ferry. He's at Mississippi State, and I think he was the special teams player of the week last yeah. week for Mississippi State. So, but Harding Academy is still very good. They've got a a senior, or I guess a junior quarterback who's 
who's really, really good. So it looks like Harding Academy is about the same that they always have been. And they got a linebacker committed to the Razorbacks. I mean, they're they're really, really good. Yeah, I think that's the Harding University head coach's son, Wyatt Simmons. See, that's one of the things you don't think of Sergey as a hotbed for high school football, but it makes sense though. Harding University over there, and there's a lot of the coaches' kids that play on these teams, mm -hmm. and and I said, wow, look at that. And, and you know, they may get a couple more kids from that Cersei area, but uh, I was really impressed with them when I saw them a couple years ago at Boonville, and they they beat Boonville pretty. I don't know if it's last year or year before, but that is a really t great program over there on the east side of the state. Well, and just the last game we're going to highlight, uh, Leland, it's the game you're going to go to this week, the Mansfield at Waldron game. I don't know how many Friday nights you've ever spent in Waldron, but this will be the week. Well, I'll, I guess I'll tell off of my age a little bit. The last time I covered a game in Waldron was when Sean Kearney was uh, on the way to an Associated Press uh running back spot uh which was back in the, i guess it was probably 2000s maybe even back in the 90s so you're 74 uh, uh he was he was really good he was a 2000 yard rusher for waldron in fact uh coach alan retman was the head coach at waldron that year and they lost to Par uh, pulaski academy in the first round of the playoffs so that tells you pulaski academy was in waldron's classification so that tells you how long ago it was I hear the charbroiler is the place to go before the game, so if you're needing a good good bite to eat or something. Okay. That's what I hear. All right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we will get into our top five. If you're enjoying this podcast, consider a newspaper subscription to the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette or the River Valley Democrat Gazette. We have a special offer for our podcast listeners, so visit nwaonline.com slash podcast23 to get started. You can also click the subscribe button on our websites, nwaonline.com and rivervalleydemocratgazette.com. Or call us at 479-684-5509 and be sure to say that you're a podcast listener. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Prep Rally Podcast, sponsored by West Termite Pests and Lawn. Graham Thomas, Rick Fires, Leland Barclay. We've been chatting up the the games in week three, and uh, we're going to get into our top five for the week. Uh, Rick, okay. if you're not talking about Bryant and Little Rock Parkview, then I don't know what's wrong with you. Hey, uh, but I want to start here. I know we're not in basketball season. When we talk about top five, that's the, what's going on last week uh, in the largest classification. I got to start off with the University of Arkansas Sports Hall of Honor. They had some former Razorbacks. They had Houston. Uh, but, man, I got to mention our gal, uh, Kimberly Jenkins. How about that? Back then, it was Kimberly Wilson. She's an uh, outstanding Razorback uh, basketball player. She still ranks fifth all time on the scoring list. Uh, when she played 120 games there, um, and, you know, you don't want to get in a uh, – I don't care if you're 18 years old and great – you don't want to get in a game of one-on-one -on -one with her. She's just an outstanding person. Um, you know, we value coaches who will talk to us regardless whether you want to lose she's always going to work with you work with you on your feature story she coached at, at valley springs come over to harbor and they've got a great program over there so congratulations to kimberly jenkins uh the stunner of the week uh parkview class 5a parkview uh ends bryant's winning streak 
Parkview being tw uh, 28. Oh, ended Bryant's 24-game winning streak. First loss to an Arkansas school since 2018. A span Man. of 54 games. I think it was North Little Rock that beat them. Uh, Bentonville West, uh, they were disappointed. They lost that first game to Cabot. Uh, they, that's a game they lost 21 to 18. I'm sure they thought they could win, but then they could really come back and and beat Little Rock Central. Uh, I put that in here because it's kind of twofold. I'm kind of really happy for the bounce back for Bentonville West, but just uh, man, what's happened to the Little Rock Central program? 64 to nothing. Um, and you know, that's a storied program, not only in Arkansas, but across the country. Mm. Not only for what happened in 57, but man, all them great teams, the Wilson Matthews and all that. So you really feel bad. I, I hope they can get that straightened out, whatever's going on down there. Uh, moving a, l a little bit to Fable. Fable's 3-0. We knew they was going to uh, be good. They they crushed uh, Northside, which uh, that's another Northside traditional program. You hope they can get, get their mojo back. But Fable's um, 3-0 for the first time since uh, 2016. We got this uh, uh, bye week for them, and then they start off at Bentonville West up there at Centerton. And, you know, that's going to be a tough place to play over there. Finally, I want to uh, end uh, my uh, 5 for 7A with the volleyball. Fable, a dominant program, defending champion. They could, they won 3-1 to one at Bentonville West. Outside hitter Reagan Sharp had 25 kills, 12 wow. digs, and that's a great effort. A very athletic young lady. So, Fable again uh, on top. Coach Phelan got him rolling. Hey, in Fayetteville this week on Thursday plays at Fort Smith Southside. Our oh, own yeah. Paul Boyle will be making yeah. the trip down there for that one. So, we're, we're excited to see how that one goes. All right, top five, class 6A and below. Um, I'm going to start mine off with uh, Harrison, you know, with their bounce back win at with Batesville 55-10. to 10. Braden Long, four touchdowns in that game, the running back from Harrison. Uh, another just a real big offensive performance, Gentry Pioneers, man. They had 640 yards of offense against Quitman um, and really just kind of controlled the game. There have been a, little, a couple of changes at Gentry. Uh, Addie Taylor, who was going to be the starting quarterback, is kind of – they're using him all over the place on offense, at running back, receiver, quarterback. And they moved a sophomore named Talon Williams in at quarterback, and he had a big night. So kind of keep your eye on, on the Gentry Pioneers, Justin Bigham, and his staff do a great job over there. Greenland with the 14-7 win against Berryville and Coach Cody Napier, who I enjoyed visiting with mm -hmm. you know, here in the preseason and at media days, he gets his first win for the Greenland Pirates head coach. Um, just a, a great job, and uh, I know he's real excited. He's a Greenland alum, and uh, he's gonna, you know, they're going to do good things over here with him as head coach. Uh, you know, Rick, you mentioned Elkins earlier. Deshaun Chairs had a big night on Friday night. 141 yards rushing, two touchdowns, and a 99-yard kickoff, kickoff return. return right. Man. Those are exciting. <laughs> That's like – it's like the triple in baseball, right? It's the most yeah. exciting play you can have. Um, and in high school, you can't have 100 yards. You know, they, they're, they're, you can't – it's got to be 99. you got to get it at the one. And uh, Lincoln, how about Lincoln, the Lincoln Wolves? They're 3-0. and They were down 14 to nothing against Mina. All the the hometown of Lincoln coach Reed Mendoza. Yeah, they score twenty five unanswered points to get the take the lead, and eventually they they win the ball game in a shootout. I think it was forty five forty two. Um, so uh, and I'm gonna give you uh, we're gonna have a bonus here, bonus top five. 
Um, I'm gonna give a shout out to the Solemn Springs cross country team. They traveled to Galveston, Texas, for the Galveston <laughs> Beach Run over the weekend. It's an incentive trip for some of their kids. Not everybody got to go. You had to earn it. Yeah, earn the right to get to go. They're, so the Silent Springs boys in whatever division they were in, they won that division led by Nathan Hawbaker, who's also going to be a good basketball player for them. But they um, that's the only division they were able to compete in as a team. But to, to go all the way down there to Galveston, Texas, and, and run on the beach and then get to play in the beach after the run, that's going to be the best part about yeah. that after a, a good hot run and get to chill in the, in the Gulf. Uh, sounds pretty fun. So that's my top five plus a bonus. Leland, what you got? Uh, you know, I want to go back to Greenwood. And, yes, they had 640 yards of offense, scored eight touchdowns. They were up 35-7 to seven at the half. But, again, the defense for Greenwood is just phenomenal. Tell me if you've heard this name before. Cash Archer with two more sacks brings him to eight for the season. Uh, Brady Mackey had an interception. Landon Nelms had an interception. And I guess the most telling thing that I that I saw, Greenwood's defense had, in addition to the two sacks, in addition, they had 11 tackles for lost yardage, which is just phenomenal. They held Mountain Home's ground game to 23 carries for 39 yards, oh, 166 wow. yards of offense in all, six first downs, forced Mountain Home to punt eight times. Now, let me ask you a question on that tackles for loss. So. A tackle for loss and a sack are two different things, right? Well, no, technically, I mean, statistically, a sack is recorded as a tackle for loss. Okay. I always try to kind of in the story or when I'm talking about it, differentiate it because, right. um, you know, to not include it. Mm -hmm. So they had 11 true tackles for losses probably on, um, you know, out of those running plays. Mm -hmm. So that just tells you about – Greenwood's defense, uh, you know, their front seven. And then you've got the Brady Mackey and Cat and Landon Elms intercepting passes, you know, in the back end. So uh, Greenwood's defense is for real. Southside went on the road, and uh, they didn't get the 400 yards rushing like they had, but only because of the fact that they only ran 31 offensive plays on Friday night, still had 326 yards of offense. So they averaged – 11 yards per play. That's amazing. Uh, Amari Tucker, nine carries, 111 yards, and three touchdowns. Isaac Gregory, only five carries, but 80, 80 yards. Uh, so Southside improved to 3-0 and going into conference play. Uh, Mountainburg went to Cedarville and won the Treasure Chest Trophy and earned Zach Dean, the second-year head coach at Mountainburg, his first win over the rival Pirates, 17-8. Uh, and then the the Lavaca Golden Arrows improved to two and zero. Had a big night from Cutler Winners, their junior quarterback, two hundred and seventeen yards and four touchdowns in a thirty six to seven win over Horatio. Lamar won their first conference game of the year because, like the six A West, the four A four is a nine team conference, so they've already started conference play. But now Lamar goes to box site. And I'm sure you've heard this name. Marcus Wimberly mm -hmm. is the big guy for uh, Boxside. He had a he took a screen pass, 62 mm -hmm. yards down the right sideline for a for a touchdown. They've also promoted a freshman quarterback who is the coach's son, who threw for five touchdown passes. So Boxside's going to be a a really tough matchup. Boxside lost to Central Arkansas Christian 
on Friday night, 50 to 45. And you know who Central Arkansas Christian's coach or quarterback is? That's Grayson Wilson, Arkansas. who's also headed to Arkansas. Yep. And I too have a bonus. Oh, I love a bonus. Yep. Prairie <laughs> Vaughn of Hackett earned her 1,000th assist last week in keeping the Lady Hornets undefeated at 8 0 and 4 0 in the conference in volleyball. Well, and I've got even more of a bonus. Did I hear that the Pecola softball pitcher committed to Oklahoma? Did you hear? Yes, that? committed to Oklahoma Damn. yesterday. Sure did. And so, you know, Oklahoma's won three straight national championships. <laughs> so she's she's really good. She threw a there was a game last week. She threw a no hitter, struck out. I think it was fourteen, and hit a grand slam. That's a solid day at the office. Yeah, Rick. there's nothing else you can do. Yep. Can't wait to see uh, see them on Thursday. All right. Well, that wraps up this week's edition of the Prep Rally podcast. Uh, you can you can listen to the Prep Rally podcast at nwaonline.com or watch it on YouTube or get it wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure and listen to the Prep or watch Prep Rally live later this week. Rick Fires and I will have some preseason predictions and you know, maybe a thought or two about what we're going to be dealing with this weekend. So, uh, for Leland Barclay in the River Valley, for Ricky Fires here on the set with me, I'm Graham Thomas. Thank you for listening to the Prep Rally Podcast. Have a great week. The proceeding has been a production of Prep Rally Podcasts. Find us on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and more. And be sure to follow our hosts on social media.